This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zelma on Insurance. Today we're going to talk about how a umbrella insurer was able to use a firearms exclusion to eliminate coverage because shooting a person in the back twice is just not an accident. It's obviously and totally an intentional act. Great American Alliance Insurance Company, GAAIC, was granted summary judgment when the trial court determined that a GAAIC umbrella insurance policy did not cover an insurance claim made by Star Residential LLC and Terraces at Brookhaven LLC, collectively referred to as the insureds, based on a shooting injury suffered by Manuel Hernandez, who, along with others, was referred to and will be referred to as the claimants. In Hernandez versus Great American Alliance, a October 4, 2022 decision of the Court of Appeals of Georgia, they resolved the dispute between the insurer of an umbrella liability policy and the uh, claimants. The issues raised at the appeal was that the claimants argued that the trial court erred by ruling that the umbrella policy did not cover the insured's claims because GAAIC's conduct waived its policy defenses and the umbrella policy did not follow form to certain underlying insurance that excluded coverage for events using firearms. The undisputed record to the Court of Appeals showed that Star and Ter Terraces own an or operate an apartment complex where Hernandez lived. In May of 2017, Hernandez was shot twice in the back by two assailants as he approached the door to his apartment one night. Within days, Star generated an incident report, notified Terraces about the shooting, and notified its primary insurance carrier, Associated Industries Insurance Company, also known as the AmTrust North America. Two weeks after that, Counsel for Hernandez notified the insureds that he represented Hernandez. At the time, the insureds did not notify GAAIC about any potential claim. In early December 2017, primary carrier AIIC received a formal demand letter from Hernandez seeking $1.5 million in compensation. The insureds gave GAAIC notice of the claim on February 2, 2018, and a few days later, GAAIC acknowledged the notice and stated it had logged the matter as an incident only, and it did not expect to take any further action at that time, reminding the insureds to report the claim to their primary insurance carrier if they had not already done so. Hernandez sued the insureds and served them in April of 2018, and in May of 2018, 
AIIC sent the insureds a letter denying coverage and declining to represent the insureds in the litigation. In June of 2018, GAAIC began paying for legal representation for the insureds through the umbrella policy. Within a day of initiating representation, on June 20, 2018, the umbrella carrier sent the first of three reservation of rights letters to the insureds. Among other things, the umbrella insurer's June 2018 reservation of rights letter noted that AAIIC's denial of primary insurance coverage of bodily injury because AAIC only covered injury due to an accident as opposed to intentional conduct and AAIC's primary policy also excluded coverage for bodily injury arising from the use of firearms. Two rather effective exclusions. The GAAIC policy defines it as an accident as opposed to intentional conduct, similar to the AIIC policy. In May of 2020, GAAIC sent a second supplemental reservation of rights letter, and in that letter explained that for the insureds, the policy states that coverage applies only if the organization is included under coverage provided by the underlying policies, and then for no broader coverage than is provided under such underlying insurance. Therefore, the letter explained the AAIIC exclusions apply equally to bar coverage in the GAAIC policy, including the firearms exclusion in the AIIC policy. GAAIC sued, seeking declaratory judgment resolving the coverage issues with regard to its policy. The trial court granted the umbrella carrier's motion for summary judgment and denied the insured's cross-motion for summary judgment, and the claimants, of course, appealed. It is undisputed, the Court of Appeal advised, that within 24 hours of a discussion about assuming the insured's defense, GAAIC sent the insured's its first reservation of rights letter. This letter was sufficiently prompt and quoted the firearms exclusion in the underlying AIIC policy, as well as GAAIC's umbrella coverage provision triggered by an occurrence which is defined in GAAIC's policy as an accident. Considering it's difficult to conceive how shooting somebody in the back twice was an accident, once, maybe. Twice. Difficult. This prompt reservation of rights letter was, according to the Court of Appeals, sufficient to notify the insureds that even though GAAIC had initiated its coverage of a legal defense, it would still rely on the terms, definitions, and provisions of the umbrella policy, that the underlying insurance quoted in the reservation of rights letter likely did not cover injuries caused by firearms, and that GAAIC was not waiving its policy defenses implicated by the terms of the umbrella policy or the underlying policy, which policy GAIC quoted in the reservation of rights letter.
In sum, the record showed that the umbrella insurer was acting in good faith to provide a defense under a reservation of rights, and in light of the specific language in the initial reservation of rights letter, the Court of Appeal declined to penalize the umbrella insurer for further clarifying those positions in supplemental reservation of rights letters. The Court of Appeal concluded that the trial court correctly ordered that one, the insurers are properly identified as members of the DPUM risk purchasing group covered by the umbrella policy. Two, the insurers purchased AIIC as underlying insurance for purposes of the umbrella policy. Three, the umbrella policy coverage is no broader than the underlying AIIC insurance purchased and otherwise, according to GAAIC's definition of insured, if the AIIC policy is not included as underlying insurance, then the umbrella policy does not apply. Accordingly, in light of the controlling language and structure of the umbrella contract, the trial court was found to have not erred by holding that the umbrella coverage could not be expanded beyond the underlying coverage, and the trial court correctly granted summary judgment to GAAIC and denied the insured's motion for partial summary judgment. In my opinion, insurance policies are contracts, whether primary or umbrella-slash-excess policies. Since the claim was based on the fact that Hernandez was shot in the back twice, the firearms exclusion applied, and since it applied in the underlying coverage, it did not apply in the umbrella, because if there was no coverage under the underlying insurance policy, there could never be coverage under the umbrella. A reservation of rights letter, even if it doesn't cover every possibility against coverage, especially when covered by supplemental reservation of rights letters, cannot act as a waiver of the insurer's rights and obligations, since the intent of a reservation of rights letter is the opposite, preventing claims of waiver. This video was adapted from my blog, Zelma on Insurance, which is available free to anyone at zelma.com blog. If you found this video to be interesting or useful to you and your colleagues, please pass it on. It's free, and please also subscribe and advise your colleagues and friends to advise to subscribe to the blog the video to my Rumble and YouTube channels and to my Substack and my Locals community where you can receive information and videos important to providing excellence in claims handling. Thank you for your attention.